Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is your own personal response uh, on behalf of the Talking Heads uh, to New Wave and punk rock music? I, I think there's a few areas in music where things are happening now where anything can happen and that's one that's one of the areas there's a whole lot of areas in music where nothing's happening and nothing looks likely to happen filler the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records my name is quentin i've got my brother travis with me as per usual and today we are covering talking heads debut album is it just called 77 or is it called talking heads 77 it's called talking heads 77 Okay, cool. Guess when it came out? I'm going to guess 1977. You got it. 1977. Thanks for playing along, Trev. Um, So, you're taking the reins on this one, dude. Um, I know you're a huge fan of these guys. I still haven't given them a proper listen. Well, I think that uh, after this episode, you're uh, going to be a convert. So didn't you listen, didn't I recommend that you listen to their third album, Fear of Music, on a flight home? And you, and you liked it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I like, I like what I, what I hear. I, you know, I still just haven't, like, you know, it hasn't gotten to the point where I'm like, man, I just got to listen to everything that they've ever done. Yeah. I mean, okay. So basically I do this with a lot of bands. I go back to the origin and I start from Mm -hmm. album one, right? And what yep. drew, and we're gonna we're gonna obviously get into this more, but what drew me to them beyond just how eccentric David Byrne is as a musician, mm-hmm. songwriter and lyricist, but the like the music, the instrumentation uh, of of both him and the other members of the band, they just they have a really like tight but like also like minimal approach to their guitar playing mm-hmm. and, their, and everything, but like, it's just so, I love the guitar work. It's yeah. Part. Yeah. It's, it's just very, um, it's, it's cool. Yeah. So, and we'll, we'll get into all that. So let's, let's, uh, let's do our weekly segment. What you heard first. Uh, we're just going to talk about what we've been listening to lately. So Q, uh, let's start with you. What do you got? So, um, 
my good friend Larry was in town this past week. Mm. So on Tuesday, uh, I got to uh, go see a concert with Larry. He said, hey, man, I'm going to see the show. Um, you know, you're welcome to join me. I happen to have the evening off. So I tagged along. I hadn't heard of either of these bands. Um, and Larry was actually there to see the uh, one of the opening bands. They're called Ice Age. So, um, man, they're good, dude. They're they're classified as punk rock. They're a Danish group from Copenhagen. They've been around since 2008, and basically Larry said that that he's seen them pretty much every chance he can since since they since their origins. So he's seen them like seven or eight times. Um, they opened for a band called Black Lips, another band I had never heard of. Anyways, um, Ice Age just came out with a new album earlier this year. They're actually on Matador Records. Um, that's is Interpol uh, on Matador? Yeah, I was going to say that's Interpol's record label. Or at least cool. it was. Yeah, so um, their album is called Beyondless, and uh, I'm going to share track three. It's called Under the Sun. great man i like it yeah man so so um, you said these guys are called ice age ice age all one word i really like i think it's a really unique uh, um like his lyrics are really unique and his timing uh you know um now what was the name of that song really that was called under the sun it's on their latest studio album beyondless um so just a warning for, for anyone who wants to check these guys out. Um, this is another one of those bands that is constantly evolving. So you go back a few 
a few records and you're going to hear something a little different. Uh, the way Larry puts it, they're now trying, kind of approaching their songwriting with a little bit, like a bit more melodic. Um, and uh, the farther back you go, they get a little more grungy. Um, again, there's those elements of punk. Um, there's actually like some of the songs uh, that they played were, were even like a little bit on the on the heavier, like the metal side as far as like the drumming and the the guitar. Um, yeah strumming patterns and all that um really really powerful presence to their their live performance and larry actually the way he put it you know again larry's seen him like seven times or so seven or eight times wow said it kind of seemed like they were kind of phoning it in um and it was so i saw them at the show box in, in downtown and it was there was a very light crowd um they were not playing playing to too many people so that may have been it they maybe they just weren't feeling it but i was blown away um again that's that's a band called ice age and that song was called under the sun all right so travis what you been hearing q i know you've heard of a band called unknown mortal orchestra i have indeed okay i am a fan so i was a big fan of of their first album um and then I, I, you know, I here and there, I, I, you know, I've liked stuff that they've done, but haven't been, you know, too impressed with, with other things that they've done. But so they came out with an album in April of this year called Sex and Food. I haven't listened to any of it. In October, a couple of weeks back, they came out with another album called IC-01 Hanoi. So Hanoi, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is the name of the capital of Vietnam. And that is where they recorded Sex and Food. This album is seven tracks, and it's essentially a jam session uh, from from these, these studio sessions, basically, that they would do during uh, the recording of Sex and Food. And it's oh, cool. it's instrumental, and the lead singer, uh, Ruben Nielsen, his father is on the record. His dad plays saxophone on the record. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's a local musician named Min Nguyen, and he plays uh, this this flute, this bamboo flute on one of the tracks. But anyway, it's super like experimental, psychedelic rock meets experimental jazz and it is incredible man it is such a great listen through because it's 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 you know it's very similar to you'll get the same vibes that you would uh when you listen to uh bitches brew right which is i think we talked okay. about bitches brew uh on our first radiohead uh, episode but basically uh it even they're not even hiding it. They're saying that they were influenced by the work of Miles Davis. Uh, so uh, this album was described by uh, The Consequence of Sound, which is a pretty popular music blog, as the sonic distillation of the band's influences in jazz, krautrock, and the avant-garde. So we talked about krautrock a couple, a few episodes back, right, when we talked about uh, Can. So anyway, yeah. uh, 
I'm just going to play uh, the second track off of this record. And there's no track names. It's basically, you know, Hanoi 1, Hanoi 2, Hanoi 3. Anyway, this was the second track, Hanoi 2. <laughs> is like that um uh particular so was that a synthesizer or was that a saxophone with the with the like going through an effect like an effect pedal no that that was his guitar yeah he, oh, he had a okay. bunch of effects yeah, on it. yeah it's kind of i don't have the best quality on my end you know listen to this music through my, my yeah uh, yeah the uh but yeah that's the, cool he didn't play uh you didn't hear the saxophone or the flute on that track mm-hmm. uh it's sort of uh, scattered throughout but uh there is actually one single that came out which is hanoi six uh track six obviously and uh it's a little bit uh much more uh mellow and kind of more ambient almost but that that's uh like a 10 minute track that that uh they came out with as the single anyway what it's such a great like i, I i'm glad that that you know, rock bands, rock artists, musicians, uh, would still think to do something like this, you know, and release it like, Hey, let's just get together. You know, Hey, I'll get my dad up here. He plays saxophone. We'll get this guy who plays flute, this well-known Vietnam musician or Vietnamese musician. It's just, it's awesome, man. It's great. Like my, my respect level for them went up quite a bit after hearing this because the musicianship on this, on this album is, is just, uh, pretty pretty stellar but uh anyway definitely worth a listen it, it's just super it's just one of those albums you can put on and uh just kind of zone out you know so yeah. anyway cool man let's talk about the talking heads so i've always wanted to cover these guys but i think it made it made perfect sense to talk about them after our first radiohead episode because Radiohead actually got their name 
from a Talking Head song called Radiohead. So there you go. That, that was on their album called True Stories. came out in 1986. But anyway, we are going back to the origin of Talking Heads for today's episode. And we're talking about their debut album, Talking Heads 77. came out in 1977. So here's, here's what's interesting about these guys. So uh, three of the four band members, the, the founding members, uh, met at the Rhode Island School of Design. Uh, in the early, early 70s. And they basically, I've, I've listened to some interviews where uh, the guy kind of asks David, you know, since he came from an art school, uh, so why did you decide to pursue music instead of the more traditional, uh, you know, forms of art, right? And this is like in New York in the 70s. This is where um, where David... And the band sort of uh, started, right, as far as their music is concerned. And he said that uh, yeah. he, he felt like he could make a more more of an impact and it felt more real, more tangible to make music. And you could you could reach a wider audience. And he's right, obviously, right? Well, was there a uh, particular medium that he was interested in before he got into music? I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't really okay. get into yeah, any I'm of curious. that. I think it, it sounds like that's just kind of the direction they went. He probably just did, you know, traditional painting and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so it was David Byrne. The drummer was Chris France. And the bass player is Tina Weymouth or Weymouth. So Tina and Chris were actually dating uh, at the time. And basically, well, actually, David and Chris started uh, a band in 1973 called The Artistics, which is, you know. I like that name. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that's, since they, were, uh, they, met, they, met in, they met in art school. So The Artistics, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. But anyway, uh, you know, they needed a bass player. And Chris was like, hey, my girlfriend plays bass. And so she kind of auditioned for the band, but you know, she was probably going to get in, right? Cause she was the girlfriend of the drummer. But anyway, so they All had right. their three piece band and they played their first gig as the talking heads in 1975 opening for the Ramones at CBGB. Nice. And that's a big deal because CBGB obviously was this, is this world famous uh, punk uh, venue from New York, right? And so, because they opened for the Ramones at CBGB, they were lumped in with punk, right? That's what they were referred to gotcha. as early on. And so, uh, there's... So, are there any recordings from that era, from 75? Yeah, there's there's live footage. If... Yeah, there's live footage out there of them, uh, you know, of, of them... Uh, playing uh, probably at CBGB too, but um, it's yeah. not that. But they weren't making punk music. They were doing the same kind of music that they that they that they've always, always done. done. Yeah, cool. but because of where they, you know, of of the venue that they played at and the band that they opened for, and just that scene in general, they were basically yeah kind of lumped in with Ramones, Blondie, uh, Television, even right. All of those bands uh-huh. were, were were playing the CBGB and the punk, the New York punk club scene right 
but obviously talking heads were different. So, uh, they, uh, their first, so they weren't signed right back in 75. They didn't have a manager or anything. And this, uh, record label, um, executive, uh, said that he kind of heard them playing as he was outside CBGB and was sort of drawn in by, by the song. He was so captivated by it. Uh, and so, you know, he went in, he talked to them, they signed and he wanted to sort of do something about the punk label because he didn't think it fit with them and punk sort of had negative connotations to it. Uh, so he, now, I, I don't know if this is true, but he, the way he made it seem like in this interview that I listened to was that this record label producer sort of came up with the term new wave and applied it to talking heads. So, I mean, it hmm. is a, it is a fact that talking heads are one of the early, early pioneers of new wave. This was basically, yeah. And I guess, I guess in like 70, 76 77 yeah that's yeah. pretty damn early yeah, this was for this that was this label. was right when it started yeah the you know punk rock yeah. was happening uh mm-hmm. new wave is is what transitioned out of that so talking heads is a uh, a new wave uh band but they also you know kind of go by i mean now they've their 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 sound has evolved so much throughout the years that they have you know a lot of a lot of labels and genres thrown on them but at the time they were considered art punk and new wave so whatever art punk art you want punk to, yeah, i like art that punk, yeah <laughs> so what's you know yeah it, what's interesting is that like when you listen to david byrne sing he has this very interesting way of of uh you know th- there was a uh there's a quote from the Rolling Stones uh, review of this album back in the day. So there's a quote from talking about David Byrne's voice here. There's a quote from uh, this guy, Stephen DeMorest, who reviewed this album back in November of 77 for Rolling Stone. So right after it came out. And he said that... um, the fact that David Burns sings in a stiff, reedy, quote-unquote bad voice, grasping for higher notes like a drowning man lunging for air, only heightens mm. the drama. The drama of, of these songs, basically. And you'll see what, I, yeah. you'll see what he means by that. Because, you know, first of all, all right, so now we'll leave it there. Um, yeah, let's listen to a song. Okay, so this is the first the first pick off of this album, uh, and this this is track number two. It's called "New Feeling." I go visiting, I go 
What'd you think? So, I loved it, man. Um, I, I didn't you play a Talking Heads song for an outro once before? Yeah, I did actually. Hold on, let me find out what that was. I don't know, man, but I remember you saying that one of the things about David Burns is that he is very insecure about his voice, and that's why he does more of the talking, you know, well, he, sing so song you talk. I, I yeah, so, I could see that, uh, but it works. No, yeah, I, I think the, if you if you watch the early interviews. He is a super shy, um, super kind of. He he kind of comes off as one of those socially awkward, uh, you know, not not comfortable at all being interviewed. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so you can maybe see that come out in his voice a little bit. But but then he goes into these moments where he's like his voice is cracking and he's sort of getting really kind of loud and like almost uh, like singing off key, but that's kind of what that guy from Rolling Stones was talking about. Where like, you know, he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll like he strains his voice to, to reach these higher notes, but it's done uh, on purpose to like, he's well aware like, of, of, yeah, that. to accentuate the, the, yeah. the feeling that he's going for, for that in that, in that yeah, moment. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, so, Think about going to CBGBs to see the Ramones, and you and these guys uh, play a set, and you hear them first, right? I mean, it's dude. I would I would be blown away, man. Dude, the Ramones. It's not like the Ramones are like hard, hard punk. You know, they were also no. more. Um, I hate, I hate it. I hate saying it, but you know, I, I, playful. I mean, you know, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't the kind of like. Um, it's not like the Deftones. Or well, no, fucking, it, uh, or the Sex Pistols. Yeah, the Sex Pistols, exactly. So I could see Talking Heads. You know that I could see them opening for the for the Ramones and and not seeming too out of place. Sure. Yeah, but uh, you know, when you compare them to like, if you see them, if you see Talking Heads on stage and then the Ramones come on afterwards, like what made them you know, new wave, quote unquote, or what made them stand out from punk bands from, from that time period is that, you know, they wore polos, you know, and like button up shirts and they look like they, you know, like they came straight out of, uh, like the college, not, not necessarily Ivy league, but I mean, they were more put together. It kind of reminds me of like yeah. the look, the look that, that the vampire weekend had early, okay. early vampire weekend. Sure. Right. Which was another mm-hmm. college band, right? Vampire Weekend, I think, was yeah. sort of known for. They started uh, playing they a lot college of college shows. At, yeah, at, basically. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what college, but yeah. right. But anyway, uh, and then what I oh, again? So me being like, hey, you know what? I should I should dive into Talking Heads. I don't know. Maybe a couple of years ago when I got into them, I started on this album. This is track two, and yeah, like I said, I was really drawn to the the guitar playing and like, it's, it's very clean. There's almost no gain on that guitar, which again, yeah. If they are coming out of the New York punk scene, that is why they stood out so much. You know, their guitars were very like jangly, you know, and like angular and that made them stand out. But you know, 
amongst all the all the power chords that were being played, you know, at, at the CBGBs. Yeah. So anyway, so let's let's move along here. This next song, I'm gonna play. I'm just gonna play the whole thing because it has a lot of different parts to it, and it's. I love the way that this song is is uh, pieced together, and the different uh, ins and outs of it. You'll hear what I'm talking about. So here we go. This is track number six. It's called No Compassion.
Well, you could definitely uh, feel those emotions that that he's going for with that his style of singing. I gotta say though, man, I feel like this has got to be one of those bands where his uh, his voice is is very polarizing. You know, you probably either love Talking Heads or hate Talking Heads because of David Byrne. I feel like we say that about every single band that we cover on this podcast, dude. I don't think that's true, brother. We said it about Tom York a couple of weeks back. We said it about Interpol. I think we've said it about some other people, too. I'm just saying, like, that could be true for probably every single band, dude. But yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Because the thing about David <laughs> Byrne is that it's not really a singing voice, right? No. But that's that's part of it. Yeah, and a lot of times his 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 uh, his lyrics or the way he sings at least is very um, not not really spoken word, but like actually they are sometimes uh, depending on the album. But um, yeah, so uh, again though, like the 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 guitar playing is excellent, right? The drumming is like super tight, right? Um, yeah, I, just, I love the drums. I like that drum beat a lot. And uh, yeah, that just that the guitar is so is so has such a bite to it during that one part. Um, but yeah, I just love uh, I love his lyrics, man. His lyrics are great. So anyway, let's 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 play that song that I was intending on playing earlier because I think it does sort of show kind of one of their more well-known songs uh, how he how he uses his vocals and also illustrates just how much they've changed over the years. Um, this song is probably one of their more well-known songs. It's called once in a lifetime and it was on their 1980 album remain in light, which is a so only three years later, three years later. And uh, we may have to do this album um, at some point down the road. Cause this album is uh super experimental and just really really interesting it's got you know basically you know they went over to uh, David was super influenced by uh, Afro beat uh, you know um, not Afro beat but uh, you know funk uh, polyrhythms like African yeah I guess so Afro Mm -hmm. Afro world beat funk dance rock so anyway This song is called Once in a Lifetime, and you've probably heard it on a movie or a commercial. Here we go. You may find yourself and you may find yourself in another part of the world and you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile and you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife and you may ask yourself
man, how can you not love that song? I know, right? Uh, yeah, Talking Heads have uh, they have some great, some great, uh, really catchy melodies that they've written over the years. You know, yeah, just with those hooks like that, that are just like instantly, you know, classic and memorable. But anyway, so yeah, that's you know, if you weren't aware, that is who Talking Heads are, right? Um, yeah, and hey, let's mention too, dude. Um, they had a pretty, pretty well-known single on Talking Head '77, "Psycho Killer." Yeah, and, and funny enough, that's that's well, at least according to Spotify, that's that's their most played song on Spotify. So it's funny how that happens sometimes, right? Yeah. So lots of memorable moments in that one. Yeah, and again with his voice, right? Like in the in the in the chorus. You know, let's just yeah. fucking play it. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, I could just see him like having to back away from the mic during that part. Yeah, sure, you know. But yeah, uh, if you're interested, there is a uh, there is a really well known um, live video uh, from I think it's the you could watch the entire concert uh, that they did, uh, circling back to to the album uh, that Once in a Lifetime appears on called Remain in Light. There is a uh, really awesome live video on YouTube of a concert that they did in um, yeah it's uh, it's a live in Rome but um, yeah that was again that's what that's when they were basically at the, the height of their their game they just came out with Remaining Light it was hugely successful and just like the energy and the like it's just crazy, man. Insane. But anyway, maybe we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put that video in the show notes on our website, nofillerpodcast.com. All right, so I got one more song for us here. Um this song is called The Book I Read. Oh you think um you think Jimmy not Jimmy no. You think Brit Daniel was was given a nod to Talking Heads with with the song "The Book I Write." It's very possible. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, I, I did I did uh, choose that on purpose because of uh, the song that we uh, did a sidetrack on a few months back called "The The Book I Write." Uh, but anyway, uh, this is called "The Book I Read" uh, by Talking Heads. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was great, man. Yep. Dude, I gotta I'm curious to know how different you know like how how different was Talking Heads for that time. I mean that's the thing. I mean they they, they literally were the like the forefathers of New Wave. That's how different they were, you know. But you still can't even put I mean it's not like all new wave bands have, you know, no one sounds like talking heads. Right. Right. But I mean, they, I feel like most of that is because of David Byrne because of yes, his voice. Yes, absolutely. But like they were, but, but you know, it, it's obviously more than that too, right? It's not just his voice, but like the way he plays guitar. Uh, also, I guess it's worth noting. Cause I, I didn't really mention this earlier. Uh, but you know, there are four members in talking heads, or at least when this album came out, I talked about the three founding members, but, um, uh, uh, they added a keyboardist to also play guitar on some tracks. Uh, his name is Jerry Harrison. Uh, so he joined when they recorded this album. Uh, so Harrison actually was uh, in this band called The Modern Lovers, uh, which is going to be our outro track, uh, but we'll get to that later. So anyway, yeah, uh, the fact that, that uh, you know they came out of the New York punk scene and were so different than the punk bands in that scene that they, you know, were, were called new wave and like ushered us into new wave, you know, that's how, that's how important they are. Right. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, not to mention just, you know, David Byrne is one of the most, you know, he's a, he's a legend. He really is. You know, he's gone on to, uh, you know, a lot of you, a lot of you in our age group, your first, um, your first encounter, if you will, with David Byrne, uh, may have been, uh, the album that he did with St. Vincent in 2012 called love this giant. Uh, if you're a St. Vincent fan, uh, you've, you probably know exactly who David Byrne is. Uh, he's the guy with the gray hair on the album cover, uh, standing next to St. Vincent, obviously, but yeah, he sings on that album. So, so anyway, uh, cool. just, uh, you know, a, uh, hey, dude, that could be our sidetrack, man. Yeah, you're right. 
that's actually not a bad idea. Let's yeah, do we'll, it. we'll pick yeah. a track. We'll pick a track from that album. Um, and you know, St. Vincent's great anyway, so that, that'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's that, man. Uh, Talking Heads is just one of those bands where every single every single album you're going to hear something different. They're 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 constantly uh, exploring and experimenting, and um, I highly recommend their first four albums. Um, and then, obviously, speaking in tongues, their fifth album uh, is also um, it's got one of their one of their more well known songs. Uh, this must be the place, uh, which is hugely influential to many, many bands. Uh, Arcade Fire, I think, has pointed to that song as a, I think they did a cover actually, um, or a live cover or something like that. But anyway, that's a hugely, hugely influential song on indie music um, from our generation. But anyway, uh, so yeah, maybe we'll do another one down the line I mean we could literally do their first four albums I don't know if we want to keep doing that that format of of covering uh, the same band over and over again but uh, but uh, yeah I mean that's the thing their their music is so varied and different that uh, it would I mean we could definitely do it so maybe yeah. we will but anyway yeah dude like you said this one was quick and dirty although we are we're reaching the one hour mark so yeah all right. So, as always, um, briefly here, like Travis mentioned earlier, we have a website, and it's it's a doozy. It's really uh, easy on the eyes. I love it. Proud of you, Travis. Looks great. Well, it's called No Filler Podcast. dot com. Uh, there, you can actually stream all of our episodes directly from there with our SoundCloud players. Um, you can click on expanded show notes for each episode, including the sidetracks. Um, and that'll take you to track listings and um, links to sources. And we'll throw up some live videos and, uh, you know, video interviews, you know, if, if there's any that apply. Um, and you can also stream us on pretty much any other podcast app that's out there. We should be up there. Um, thanks as always for listening. And please. Let us know what you think. We want to know how we can improve this puppy of ours. Um, dude, we're, I feel like, are we approaching 50 episodes? Got to be yeah. getting there, brother. I mean, you wouldn't know it by the episode count. Um, yeah. Well, I guess you would if you're on um, iTunes. If you're on yeah, iTunes. You know, as we've mentioned before, probably, we don't number our sidetrack episodes, which are shorter episodes that we release in between our full-length episodes so it looks like we've only released 23 episodes but uh we've actually released 46 episodes so yeah we're coming up on 50 and uh i was checking the other day on soundcloud and uh this doesn't sound like much you know in the grand scheme of things but we you know we're almost hitting the 5,000 uh total plays mark as well and we've been doing this since, I guess we we launched early 2018. So, is that true? I thought it was a little bit in 2017 that we launched. I might be wrong. No, we were recording in 2017, but we didn't launch the podcast until 2018. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was. It was. Yeah. 
It was nine months ago that our first episode came out. So 5,000 plays in almost a year. Not cool bad. Not bad. I'm cool with that. All right. Especially because so, we're really not trying that hard. No, we're not. <laughs> as far well, we're as not, like, getting getting us out there. Yeah, we're not we're not doing our our uh, due diligence as uh, as far as marketing this and getting it out there. But you know, we don't have a PR team, so no, no. We could we we could spend some effort on it, but uh, whatever. That's whatever. Maybe, maybe we'll do it later. I don't know. So yeah. um, right. so uh, to keep on our uh, on track with our Radiohead. Uh, fest so uh, we will have our sidetrack for talking heads next week and then the following week we will do our uh, episode on kid a uh, radiohead's second album and or i'm sorry they <laughs> shit that's their fourth album that's the second album that we're covering <laughs> but uh yeah. that came out I, in the I year wait, 2000 dude. and um oh it's quite the departure from okay computer uh, but yeah, I'm I'm pumped. It's gonna be good. It's yeah, gonna be good. I'm excited. All right. So to close this out, I have a song from uh, another uh, band from the '70s from from that kind of uh, not exactly punk, uh, but not exactly new wave either. Uh, but these guys are called the Modern Lovers, and the keyboard player, Mr. Jerry Harrison. Uh, went on to join Talking Heads, as I mentioned earlier. So, the song is called Roadrunner, and uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, my name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. See y'all next time. One, two, three, four, five, six.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.